Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey, friends. So I wanted to just have kind of like a throwback boss talk discussion with Emily and talk about a question that's been on my mind a lot lately because we've been going through all these transitions and I wanted to kind of put my two cents out there, but also hear what Emily's opinions are on what failure really means. I know what it means to me, but what does it mean to you? Like in my heart, my mind, well, like as what is failure or how does it make me feel? All of the above. All of the above. Okay. Well, Let me preface this by saying, I'm going to remind you guys that I'm an Enneagram type three and failure is not something we believe in. (laughs) So when I say that, I mean, I am that asshole that is always like, you can't fail at anything because you learn something from it. Truly. Now that doesn't mean that I'm disappointed or that I'm not disappointed by results of things or that some stuff go in a way that I didn't want them to go or that I didn't plan to go or didn't intend for them to go. That definitely happens. And when that happens, I don't consider it a failure. I, I, I really don't like that word at all. To me, my headspace always goes to like, there's just something that I'm missing here. There's something that I'm not understanding. And if I could just figure that out, then I could make this thing better. I'm typically optimistic, but also... There, there are times when if I felt like something has happened negatively or in a way that I didn't want it to go to for too long, I literally like cut it from my life. Yeah. Get it out. I get that. And I relate to all of that, but I find my meaning being a little bit different. And so I, I that's interesting to me. So for me, failure is the act of giving up. But I think there are positive ways to give up that aren't failure. I agree. But then there are ways to give up that are failure. And I and I know that sounds it's like how do how is that possible? But it's also like how how does a chicken and an egg both exist? I mean, and which one comes first? 
it's the same kind of paradox where I still think failure is giving up, but there's also positive versions of giving up. So I think it's kind of like, it's the story that you're telling yourself about this thing that either makes it failure or doesn't make it failure. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately like no one else can define what failure means to you and what you should consider failure as. Because some of us will like keep at something forever and ever and ever when everyone else is like, it's not working, just stop. But to us, like failure is stopping or giving up on that thing. And, you know, some of us obviously look at it in a completely different way. So, so like in your business, like there's, there is people that are like, oh, I can't give up. So I can't give up this marketing channel or I can't right. give up this strategy right. or whatever. I just, I just have to push through. That's not necessarily true. You need to look at it from like a holistic standpoint. How is it serving you? What is it doing for you? Is there just a learning opportunity that can be had and you can adjust your focus? Right. I feel like the reason it has come up for me so strongly lately that it's giving up is that my husband has left his traditional job and is pursuing creating his own business. And so he's at that very beginning stage where like you get an upset stomach like every other day and you're like, what did I just do? And I'm crazy and all that. So he has all these emotions going on, which is weird to be around. But also (laughs) it means that he is assessing failure constantly because Mm -hmm. he's so, so fresh Mm -hmm. that he's like, am I even failing yet or Am I just starting, you know? Right. And that's how I'm, I'm in that sense of like, fail fast, like do it really, really quickly and do it often. So you can actually find something that works and feels good. I think a lot of people, newbies in the beginning take too long to fail. So they like hang on to things that aren't working for a really, really long time, convinced that it's eventually going to work. Or they hang on to something that's like, like a full-time job when they are actually ready to quit or this, that, or the other, right? And those to me, like I picture more stuff when you are saying no to things or you're cutting things or you stop doing things. My brain sees that as freeing up space for you to do what's going to work better. Yeah. So what did I see something recently that said, if you, if you are avoiding failure, you're avoiding success. Mm. That's some powerful shit right there. I think that's really true. And I think that I'm very happy to have, you know, the the Enneagram type or the personality type or whatever you want to talk about where, okay, here's the thing is what I was going to say is, is, oh, I'm so happy I don't avoid failure. And that's not true. Like I'm not immune to that as well. There are definitely decisions I make every single day that I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to be right and I'm going to succeed if I make this decision. So I'm going to make that one instead. So like, don't be fooled that I'm immune to all of that. But my spouse, for instance, is very, he's a six, an Enneagram six. And if any of you listening are familiar with that type, there is a lot of anxiety around that type in the sense of he is the person who plays like, let me play out every worst case scenario mm-hmm. that could and will probably happen. So I need to be prepared. Even for every though it won't day. probably happen. They just Even think- though it won't probably happen. Like, absolutely. And if I, if I don't know exactly how a scenario could end, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be a part of that scenario. And my take on all of that is I am so confident that I will at least try my hardest to figure out out a scenario to make it work the best way possible that I want to say yes to more things and try more things 
because I'm excited about the opportunity of getting to win at that thing. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. Of course, we all want to win, right? We all want the opposite of failure. We all want to be on the good side. We all want the success. We all want the shiny objects and the money and the whatever you define as the opposite, which there's a lot of things, the opposite of failure. It's not just like a one size fits all. This is the opposite. It can mean so much. A lot of people's realities are other people's versions of failure. Yeah. And like they're happy realities. Yes. Like (laughs) a perfect example. I was telling Emily about this girl that I am just fascinated by. We, you know how you're watching YouTube and then a a video pops up and it's a suggested and sometimes you just sit through it because that's what YouTube does to you. You get sucked into the YouTube hole. This girl popped up and she lives in her car full time. (laughs) And she she chooses to live in her car and it's Mm -hmm. a little car. It's not like a camper. Mm -hmm. It's not like this luxurious lifestyle and she's not broke. Like she has a job. She has an online job. She works in our industry, which is fascinating to me, but I'm like me in that position is like devastation. It's like my world. But is it because you know, it's her choice? No, it's not. Looking from the outside in, knowing that's what she wants, I don't see it as failure. But if I was in the exact same situation, something's going wrong in my life. But you couldn't be in the exact same situation because if you were in the exact same situation, you would be choosing to live in your car. Like that's how I look at it as like, she's not there because she can't afford a house. She's not there because, you know, she doesn't have I know, but it's just like fascinating, right? No, for sure. For sure. So your reality is defined by your own perspective always. And because of that, your success is your own and your failure is your own. And how you define each of those things is your own, which makes this whole episode almost irrelevant, but still (laughs) fascinating. I love that like there's so much power that can come from it though. In the past, I used to feel like my failures were wounds, like they cut me, like they like hurt me deep and that it made me less of a person. You were so emo. <laughs> <laughs> but now I look at them as scars instead of wounds. And to me, a scar is like... It's like some version of victory. Like I live through this thing and it makes me a different person, but it doesn't make me worse of a person. In fact, it might have impacted me in a really positive way. Yeah, I'm very much of the mindset. Like I, on one hand, like I do not believe that everything happens for a reason. I, that's not my mindset at all. But part of that mentality that I do relate to is that like, the reason why I don't think of failures as failures or mistakes as mistakes, like sometimes you might be like, oh yeah, I should not have done that. That's for sure. But everything has such an impact on everything else that we do in our lives that where you are 10 years from now literally might not have been possible with what you're doing today. And so like even the things that you look back on years ago where you're like, oh, should not have done that. You would literally not be in the same mental space, let alone everything else that's going along in your life without that thing happening. And so it doesn't mean you have to be grateful for those things all of the time. But like, I know people in my life who constantly, like constantly 
dwell on past decisions that they made. And in their head, they are painting the picture of, oh, if I just hadn't made that decision, that's not helpful. Yeah, that's not helpful. And I'm like, you can't. A, it's not helpful. You literally cannot change what happened. You just can't. But like, maybe not that you were supposed to make those decisions, because I don't believe that at all. Because oftentimes those type of decisions, especially this one that I'm talking about, was like, it's a very like unhealthy, mentally abusive relationship that this person specifically talks about. I'm like, obviously, I'm not going to be the person that's like, you should have gone through that crappy relationship that was super unhealthy for you to be the person you are today. I don't believe that at all. But I do believe like, what can you take from that? How are you a different human being today? Because you did go through that. And how can you use the skills that you have now because of that to, you know, make different, better, bigger decisions? Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Just because now I'm really curious, why do you feel like that you only sort of believe that everything happens for a reason then? Like what's the what's the part so of it that part you disagree of what with? Like that yeah. is that we're not in control of what happens. Oh, for sure, for sure. So like I, everything happens for a reason because you choose things in your life. Like but also like freak things happen and like right. right. Okay, I was just curious. Right. And I just think that, that that sentence to me is personally harmful. I think it's like rude to say to people who have like gone through shit, everything happens for a reason. Oh, like, yeah, like as a defensive thing. Like, I don't know right, what to right. say to your situation. So I'm going to say this. And I don't like that. No. Yeah. I'm like, fuck off, bro. No. And I also, it's total side note, but while we're <laughs> talking about things you shouldn't say to other people, don't say you're sorry. Like, right. I love this. This just happened the other day. But I was with a group of people and someone was getting a divorce and someone said, oh man, I'm so sorry. At the same time that I was saying, congratulations, <laughs> I'm so happy for you. And it was like this awkward, like we looked at each other and I'm like, I did, like, we don't know that it's a sorry situation every time. And like, this is the decision that was made. This is the life that's mm-hmm. happening right now. So like, here's our new reality. Yeah. Like, so a friend of mine, I won't get into it, but they just called off their wedding and I swear to you, it was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, all the way down. And I was like, can I send you some dinner? Like, right. What do you need? Yeah. Interrupt the noise guys. Like that, yeah. it's not helpful. And she could totally reject that, but that's her choice. I don't know if yeah. it's a super positive thing for her and she's still going through shit or if it's a super negative thing for her and she's still right. going through shit either way. I have to know what I can do and Mm -hmm. I've been on the other side, which is probably why I feel so passionately about this. Like when I was in a car accident, I was so over people asking me how I felt. Mm -hmm. I was so Mm -hmm. over people saying they were sorry for me. I was so over them saying everything happens for a reason and that, that like, I'm going to learn something from this and I'm going to grow and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm fucking in pain right now. Yeah. Bring me some bread and some pasta, yeah. okay? <laughs> like, yeah. And then like yeah. a year or two later, it wasn't that at all. It was like, quit feeling sorry for me. It was something I went through. I'm a better person yeah. because of it. But you don't even know like a fraction of what happened. Right. And so right. anyway, that was a total tangent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so failure. <laughs> so back to failure. I don't know. It's I don't know why I find it so fascinating. Maybe because it's just so different for everyone. Well, I think it's really funny watching watching my daughter, who's two and a half, learn things and try things and whatever. She gets very, very frustrated when she can't figure something out. And it's it's usually when she's trying to do something with her hands, right? She's trying to put this block here or like put her shoe on or something, right? And she just can't get it to work in the way that she wants it. And she gets so mad and she'll throw the block or throw the shoe or whatever, and so we go over and I'm like, and so I'm trying to teach her like, take a deep breath and like, let's figure this out in a different way. But it's funny just seeing her brain work when she knows that she's trying to do something and it's not working and she's just like violently angry about it. I wonder where she got that oh, treat from. You. I don't know. <laughs> 
Nature versus nurture, people. (laughs) God, that is a whole conversation. (laughs) This was so so funny. The other day I was making, I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram stories, but I was making, finally got back to like working with some clay just this week. And I decided to make a wall hanging. And so I had the clay pieces cut out and laying out on some parchment. And so later that afternoon, my mom was coming over and I wanted to show it to her. And so Penny's here, mom is here. So we're going into my office and they're laying on the ground. I'm like, okay, well, we can't touch them right now because I haven't baked them, but I'm just showing Lola like the stuff that I made today. And so we're squatting down. So all three of us are squatting around looking at this parchment paper on the floor. And I'm explaining to my mom. Yeah. So I'm explaining to my mom and I'm just saying stuff like, so I marbled this one and I cut this one with this stencil and then I was going to loop this over here. And I'm just like walking through my process. Penny losing her mind in the corner. So Penny the entire time is repeating every single thing I'm saying. So it's at this delay. So like I'll say a sentence and she goes, and then the loop over here. And then like, I'll be like, so then I mix these two colors and these two colors over here. And she would just be repeating every single thing I said. And it was just so funny. Just, I don't know. That was not about failure, but like just seeing how their brain works are so amazing. And like seeing her, like my mom and I just looked at each other, like as Penny's just like repeating everything that's coming out of my mouth. Like she's like, and then I made this and then I did this over here and I'm going to put this loop over here. And it's just really funny. (laughs) But I still think there's some like learning to be taken away from that. So the fact that she results to anger is like something you're going to have to talk to her about as she gets older. Like right now, truthfully, it's a toddler being a toddler. Like that's what I'm saying. So if it's (laughs) a phase, like it'll, it'll be a phase and it'll be fine. But like, if that's something that consistently happens, even if it's not in the same manner of like throwing something across the room and being a toddler about it, but (laughs) if she results to anger, when she mm-hmm. fails, then that's going to be something you have to work through as a parent. And yeah, and that's okay. Because yeah. I, has there been times in my life where I have added emotions to things that didn't need emotion, or what? like needed a different emotion? Absolutely. Right. But I'm also like, on the camp of feel the emotions that you have and no emotions are wrong emotion. A hundred percent. Give yourself a minute. But that may be because I've been to too many years of therapy. No, yeah, that may be because my best friend is a child therapist and she's like, teach her to feel the emotions. So I'll say like, I'll go up to her. I'm like, let's take a deep breath. Are you frustrated right now? Yes. Okay. Let's figure it out. Oh, yes. (laughs) You'll figure out how to tie a shoe soon enough. Yeah. We're not even trying to tie shoes. What she she can't figure out is how to pull the tongue of her shoe out to put her foot in. And so she slides her foot in and half the time it goes like over the tongue. And so her foot can't get in. So she can't shove it in. She's trying to shove it in. She throws it across. (laughs) Like, okay, homie, it's too early for this. (laughs) Oh gosh. Well, I want to hear what failure means to y'all. I want to know like what emotions it brings up, what you feel like it has done for you in your life, if anything. And like, come tell us over in DMs over on Instagram, DM us at Boss Project, share on your social media, share about this episode, tell people like, let's get in on this conversation together. Because I think it's important when we can bring to light something that is so different for so many people, we have an opportunity to learn. And while I want to hear what you have to say, this is also a great opportunity for you to listen and like learn something from someone else. 
Well, I think it's really cool when we start to understand what failure means to other people. I think it helps us be nicer people and empathize with like, hey, you're going through this thing. And that might not have been a big deal to me if I'm going through this thing. But knowing that emotions are different for every single person, let me just be a friend or understand or whatever. Yeah. So go do that. We can't wait to hear from you guys. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.